0: Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome to the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk, Flottam.
1: Hey, John, what's going on, man? It's uh, a, a, second, a second podcast.
0: Yeah, quite a week for everybody. We're going to start off the year with a bang. Uh, we didn't give anybody anything for Christmas, so here's your late gift, I guess, everybody. Better late yeah. than never. Yeah, this, we, if you listen to our football-centric version this week... Um, there's basically just a lot to talk about right now. We had the end of a Badger season. We had two Packer wins. We had all this stuff. So we, we got to give the Bucks their due. They definitely deserve this. Uh, Marquette gets their due and all these things. Uh, and then just just for Aaron, we're going to go into a little. We got we got some wrestling news at the end. It's fantastic. Oh, oh thank God. Oh, yes, right? Um, we'll remind you again that we are on all the social medias, all of them. All your social media are belong to us. Um, and so you can find me on X Twitter at not so humble host. You can find me on blue sky at J E Barnett, and you can find me on mastodon at Scotty Johnny. Um, the podcast is at Scanny Johnny pod, whether you're on blue sky mastodon or X Twitter, it's Scotty Johnny pod. Uh, Aaron, how do the people find you in the, in the multiverse of Twitter? Well, you can find so. me
1: at, Cheddar Talk, John at Cheddar Talk. I think that's where most of the state leadership for the Wisconsin National Guard finds me <laughs> after we do a podcast. They
0: find you at uh, work. I, I know
1: some of them are listening. That's the craziest part. Outside of Pete, friend of the show, Pete, love you, Pete. Um, otherwise, you can find me Apple Bottom Flotem Apple Blue Sky. Um, that account, uh, Sir Dormant. We'll get around to that later. Let's see Cheers. you, bye. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, and with that, we're going to get into the part of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. So, for the main event on this podcast, we're going to go with Bucks. Bucks Surely are the main not. event. Uh, had a couple of good games in a row here, uh, getting a nice win against the Cavs. Um, even though, you know, Cleveland made a later push here, uh, but Bucks just buried them in the third quarter, just buried them there, putting up 40 points in a quarter. Um, yeah, that's that's a way to win a basketball game. Uh, that one put it, you know, put them well ahead, even though Cleveland started off hot, held on to it for a while. Uh, the Bucks just put the hammer down in that third quarter and walked off with it. 34 points from Giannis. Um didn't I mean and and then thirty one also from from Lillard so getting sixty five of your points from two players. I mean, you'd like to have a lot of other scoring elsewhere, but having two guys who I can mean, just but do it's, that, it's, 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 yeah.
1: it's very Shaq Kobe um, Magic Kareem whatever you want.
0: Yeah, you got the that two guys who can do it. It's right. nice to have that. Right. Um, after that, the Bucks did have. The, I said that
1: without hyper- hyperbole too, by the way. It did that's the level that
0: they're at so yes true i think right now yes i think you're right um they're great they are fantastic in terms of their comparisons to the rest of the league i think that's that's very much right um the bucks had that before that they had that little split with the knicks um they they win one lose one uh knicks get hot on a shooting night and they they pull ahead and beat the Bucs in the one 129, 122. And that really was just kind of where it went down. Like it felt like the Bucs just couldn't hit as many baskets. Uh the looks were fine. I feel the Bucks' defensive rotations have looked a lot better, a lot cleaner. Uh their switches are going a lot a lot more smoothly. Um it's it's not like we said, it's not true holiday out there. And that that changes a lot of your defense, but I think they're playing. More consistently on defense. I mean, they held the Knicks to 111 the night before, and then, uh, you know, 129, but then they hold 122 to the Nets the next night, 111 here to the Cavs, and then, you know, they get the loss to the Pacers here just now, but those aren't bad. They're not terrible in terms of what they're doing. Um, but yeah,
1: no, no, no. Go back and go back and look look at your schedule, though. So I was talking to Holly about this one, mm-hmm. and I you got to look into the human aspect about some of these things too. Is that so? The the Bucks basically spent Christmas in New
0: York. Yeah, which is terrible. And,
1: and Giannis, I mean, I mean, they have, I mean, but they they have a ton of money, so they can take care of themselves. Yeah. yeah. But Giannis is an, uh, is a known homebody. Like he does not like to be out away from home, he likes his family. I mean, that's that's what he wants to do, too. And not only that, but, I mean, like, look at the next game after the Knicks. They play the Knicks back-to-back, and then mm-hmm. they played the Nets. Yeah. So they were on New York for almost a whole week over Christmas. Like, that sucks, man. Like, I, I wouldn't want to do that, like, as, as a real human, unless I was, like, a single dude. Like, I'm sure, like, some of the other guys on the bench were, like, this is great. I'm going to be in New York for a whole week, but like anybody who's got a real life and just like trying to balance their schedule and stuff like that, like that, 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 that's a terrible stretch. Like who would do. And and not only that, after the Nets, they went to
0: Cleveland next, right? Cleveland
1: next. Right. Like they didn't, unless they were jetting back and forth, which I'm sure they were, but that's, that's, that stinks, man. That's that's a horrible stretch over Christmas too. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it's not the greatest stretch, and they win most of those ones. I mean, and just like we said, uh, it just feels like the Knicks one was more like the Knicks had their better shooting night that night. Everybody no, no, has I'm just, that.
1: I'm just saying that, like, like mm-hmm. none of those games, like that game that they lost, it was just like you could tell they were just like, whatever. It's yeah. Just like, maybe. And, and so throw so the honest out there, see if he can dunk from the three point line. See what and, happens.
0: And everybody who isn't the Pistons just gets a night where they, they you know, they get that.
1: <laughs>
0: um, here's one thing that I thought was interesting too. I, I can't remember who said this. I think it it might have been Windhorse. Um, there's a an, there's been in in the last recent stretch here uh, a very real feeling that you don't want to be the team that lost to this, the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nets were playing that game so as to be ready to play the Pistons next. Mm-hmm. They, like, And that's that's no joke. They were not playing their best game, and that's fine. And it looked like they were holding back some on some guys because they were going to have to go play the Pistons next. And that's fine because I don't care. And it, it, the Bucks are doing fine. I'm more worried at this point about how does – everything seemed to match up and how are things uh, kind of working together. I don't need them to win every game here on out. If the Bucks were the fourth seed, I still won't be that angry. If what's happening is, is they're, they're merging together. I guess from here on out, I'd be more upset because it would mean that they're falling back because they're the second seed right now. They're right there below the, the Pistons um, just kind of, well, they're two and a half games back now, but you know, they're, they're not really that far away
1: um hey hey on yeah. show production- on show production meeting mm-hmm. uh while we're doing this podcast right now is that <laughs> we we should have uh holly and um on the uh friend of the show pete do their own segment together like when we go to the bucks because you <laughs> can tell that me and you are just like yeah we're we're bucks fans we're carrying a my wife is like knife toting like bucks fan at this point like she's insane, <laughs> and so she, uh, so I was uh, cleaning up around the house the other day, and uh, the Bucks game was on in the background. And she's sitting there with her little Giannis uh, doll on her lap, and her Giannis jersey. She goes, "Beasley just scored his 1,000th three pointer," and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like I didn't know that was a thing." Uh, sorry, okay, <laughs> what, what 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 just happened? She's like, "Beasley just hit his 1,000th three pointer." which McHale Beasley did hit his 1,003 three-pointer the last game. And so (laughs) I was like, "My my God. So I think, um, yeah, call out to my wife and friend of the show, Pete. I think we just let them talk bucks for five minutes and then we (laughs) we come back in after that. Well, that's
0: fine, too. Uh, I mean, like, I'm into it being like, we need to get through football on my end first because Mm -hmm. we're at the end of that season. And mm-hmm. football, first and foremost, for the state, too. Um, and like I said, this is very much like the Packers season in, in this way. Mm-hmm. I want to see the growth, and I want to see the melding on this team more than I want to see early, you know, first half season wins. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think I'm seeing that now, and I'm getting this. Oh, Sam Perkins, keep, they're, uh, they're give they're me this.
1: The start, they're keeping the starters into the end of the game, too, now. Like, Giannis was playing, like, with two minutes left right and and it's like they're not trying to run up the score like they're literally like running the offense.
0: well <coughs> Sam <coughs> they're, Perkins they're said the this
1: out, they're running the offense on the floor just for practice because they,
0: yeah Sorry. yeah so here's, here's the thing like Sam Perkins today on ESPN has just put out a thing saying that uh, he believes nobody fears the bucks anymore and I think that that's absolutely ridiculous um, they have the second best record. In the East, um, they are only a half game behind Minnesota because, well, I mean, basically the 24 and 8 to 24 and 9, right? So, I mean, they have like the second slash third best record in all of basketball. You're telling me nobody fears the Bucs. They have two of the best 10 players in the league, maybe two of the top five. Um, I think it's ridiculous for them to say that. And I think it's, it's, I guess it's fine for him to say that because what he's trying to do is get people to watch his video.
1: Sam Perkins sucks. But
0: there is one per there is one team that does not fear the Bucks, and that's the the uh, the Pacers. The Pacers are playing their entire season to beat the Bucs. That is that's their one goal that they have set for themselves, which is what you do. They're the second best team in the Central. Uh, they're eighteen and fourteen overall, but they what are, are they four and one against the Bucks now? Uh, and they beat them in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, they've played great against the Bucs. The Bucs have not looked good against the Pacers and what the Pacers have been doing to them. But it's that the Pacers get up for those games. I believe they have a losing record in all games that aren't Bucks, Or at least they're like 500. They're only four games above 500, so this it's close. Um, but Indiana's there with Cleveland. The Bucks have been beating Cleveland, but they've had a hard time with Indiana. Uh, that's a team that's ready for them, and that's a team that gets up to play a regular season game like a playoff game and I don't think the Bucs are doing that because I don't think that they want to waste the time trying to play a playoff game in the middle of the season.
1: Well, and that's the problem that that's the problem that the Bucks had a couple of years ago, like when Giannis was first becoming the Giannis we know now, mm-hmm. like they weren't ready yet. Like they, they were number one coming out of the East blew through the first part of the playoffs and then lost Toronto. It was because they weren't ready yet. Like, but they were in regular season ready to just go toe to toe with anybody. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll want your ass right now. The, the bucks right now are one of the oldest. They went from, and here's, here's our lives, right? Exactly. In five years, they went from one of the youngest teams to one of the oldest teams in the league. And, they're trying to figure out how they're going to do this in four months. Indiana's ready to do it right now. They're, 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 they're piss hot. They just, they want to get it done right (laughs) now. They're, you know, the, the in-season tournament, we're, we're good to go. You know, we're good to go. We're going to do this. And it's like, and you know, Kobe, Kobe and Shaq used to do this too. Like, LeBron's been made a career out of this. Just like just slow burn till the, till the playoffs figure out what's going on. You know, there's again, John
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's December. Let's let's revisit this in February.
0: Right. Right. My concern, like I said, is I want to see his team grow. I don't need them to waste a lot of energy playing a, a, a playoff atmosphere game. That is not a playoff game. Like, right. The old team, you know, like four years ago, if they came out and didn't play well on Christmas, I was like, I don't know what's going on with this team. Right now, I say, like, this team knows that that hype didn't matter yet. This team knows that the only thing that matters is the the games at the end, which they didn't get the last two years. uh, And they want to be ready for that, which is why they made all these moves. And they all know that they're playing for the last part and not this part. Dame Lillard has had enough regular season success. Uh, Giannis has had enough regular season success. They don't need it. They don't need the accolades. They know who they are. They need to know who this team is. And I think that they're working on that. Uh, I can't make any real pull on my thoughts on on, on the coaching just yet because I don't don't know. I mean, I think Bud got just lucky that he walked in on a team that had a lot of things changed up and got himself three great players.
1: Griffin and Bud have the same blank stare. <laughs> anyway, so
0: that's a lot I've,
1: of. I, I, I've told friend of the show Pete to just turn his Coach Budface Twitter into Coach Griffin face, but <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to look up average age right a, now. A
1: lot, a lot of, a lot of just staring at the going, "I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on here." Somebody yep. tell me what, what did, what just happened there? As opposed to, hey, just what happened there? I don't, I don't know what just happened there. Somebody tell me, please.
0: Well, it's like Joe Barry always has, his offense is great. His defense, pardon me, is great, except for the, his basic plan is, what if I put you in real simple things and you guys just saved me? Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's yeah. waiting for the, def- the players to come save him because that's kind of what the NBA is for the most part. And the players picked but the coach. That, so
1: the one thing, the, the one thing that we always have to give Coach Bud credit for is that he was the coach that let Giannis play. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for if, if it wasn't for Bud, Giannis would never have seen the court.
0: Well, you mean um, before him, if we didn't have um, ah, Oh, kid, kid, Jason no, Kidd, sorry. let him play. Yeah, if it wasn't and then Bud inherited that. God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Take that back away from The only
0: Bud, thing Kid got Bud, right.
1: Bud would have never <laughs> let him see the court. Kid was the one that let him see the court, so that he actually got to play. So, yeah. Bud, congratulations on your NBA championship. Yeah, you gotta go to your cabin.
0: Nice. I'm uh, looking at the Pacers right now. Actually, have the seventh youngest team, uh, averaging 24.85 years of age. They are 0.02 at ahead of the Pacers. Or I'm sorry, the Pistons. Uh, the Bucks are the oldest. The average age is 28.21 years. So it's almost four years average difference. Uh, best things I've seen from the Bucks so far is I'm still so excited how how well Brooke has been playing. Um, just absolute defensive brilliance. And the ability to come in and walk in off the bench at times. I mean, when he, he rests or whenever he comes back in, it seems like he makes the next three buckets. Uh, so it, just getting a lot of production from those sorts of guys, uh, he, the he, glue people they have, have put together a good team of people who, who enjoy each other and get along well. And, and the two, the two pairs of brothers is fantastic. I think it helps out a lot too.
1: Brooks Brooks body awareness is amazing. Like it's he, he knows where he's at in his career and he reserves when he needs to do what he needs to do,
0: I don't like walk around my own kitchen with the sort of confidence and awareness that he has moving through the paint with giant people, right? Which is both great and also sad. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I do, though, John. Okay, I do that special. Stay <laughs> of my kitchen. But uh, you out. But no. But no. But but. but Brooke that's that's all those LD classes in elementary school coming back to haunt me oh, um, no. but uh, Brooke uh, he he doesn't he doesn't waste energy he doesn't yeah. waste movement like he's a very smart old player in the league a big a big guy too and now his brother's back on the team too which to I love
0: I'm so happy Which, to have him back. Hundred
1: 100%, percent, 100%, Robin. Like they're, they're the same person, except one's really better at basketball. But Brooke doesn't waste motion. Like he does what he has to do, yeah. and he 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 gets up and down the court with the least amount of steps. He turns and pivots with the least amount of steps. He faces the ball with the least amount of steps. <laughs> And he knows where that ball's coming in because he's so smart. He's so old. He's the <laughs> oldest big man in the league. Like, he knows where everything's coming. Like, it's nothing's a surprise. And so he does it with the least wasted motion. Like, everybody else out there is frenetic. Like, everybody's a 1,000 miles an hour in every single direction. Like,
0: yeah,
1: it's, makes they're, sense. they're just so young and they're, there's just so much piss and vinegar in, in, in all of them. And Brooks out there just like he knows where his feet need to be on the ground. He knows where the ball's coming from. He knows how to hit it at the high point. I mean he he's Hall of Fame. Like seriously, yeah. like no, look at that dude. That. Like he's he's still he's still the Nets all time highest scoring player of all time. And the best and, part
0: is it's because he blocked <laughs> kd yeah. on his last shot yeah, as, right. as, exactly. as a member of the Nets. i mean
1: put that man in like <laughs> he's he's just he's he's a robot he's a he's a gd robot like yeah and, and he's the the best robot ever like he's the biggest happiest just man animal robot you've ever seen in your life man with a, with, with a brother with big fuzzy hair and he's so cool and like i always said like You know, and sometimes like he takes over games, and he's White Shack, where he's like slamming that ball down with his feet almost up to the bottom of the the backboard. He's so cool, and he's he he. I mean, when it all goes, when it's all said and done, when Giannis retires, the second best player behind him, unless Dame goes on some mad tear over the next couple of years. Should be White Shack, like he's he's the best. Like he has he has been the guy in the background carrying Giannis the whole the whole time. He, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: done. he's but. been fantastic. I've been very excited watching that. I think we needed to make sure that we mentioned just just how much he has been helping pull this team together too, and oh. and filling in those gaps in in, in some years. of the stuff that's been going on here. Yeah. I think especially true this year with the the massive transition they've had, um, changing up their defense, changing up their offense in many ways too. Uh, As he has been something that has really consistently helped make this team uh, right there. They're still there, you know, even with all the changes, uh, just right there at the top of the league again. And and Sam Perkins, people are afraid of the Bucks because nobody, nobody's beating them. Uh, for the most part, so they're still doing just a fantastic job, and we got coming up for the Bucks. Uh, they got
1: who cares?
0: <laughs> well, I do to a certain extent. I'd like to see what they got and, and what it looks like here. Uh, I'm not. I mean, like you're not afraid of whatever's coming up, but you would like to see what they they got happening here. Uh, so Pacers again, January third. So that's tomorrow for all of us in the recording yeah, right. studio right now. Uh, Then they get to play San Antonio and Houston uh, on a little road run. They get to go, you know, head down to Indiana and then, you know, San Antonio-Houston and then back home to play Utah and Boston. So that'll be, and then Golden State. So that'll be a a fun little home stretch there uh, to catch up. Uh, Then they'll get to play Sacramento and then, you know, a little road feature that'll be at Cleveland and then two consecutive games in Detroit. So that will be something fun yeah some good games coming up there you know see how the bucks do with a a little higher competition than you know playing detroit and whatnot but got to find a way to to get past the pacers uh, at this point um not not horribly but i think that if they were up for them and if this was an actual playoff game they'd be different but i think that the pacers are definitely playing it at a different level because they care way more about these games than they do about other ones because they lose to teams that the Bucks aren't going to lose to. All right, um, yeah. Moving on to the uh, the next team, which is also in Milwaukee, uh, Marquette moves up to number seven now. Uh, had a fantastic game the other day against Creighton, who, by the way, should be their rival. Number twenty, it was number ten at the time versus number twenty-two. Um, Marquette was at home. I believe they said this set the record for mo- most attended Marquette game at Fiserv. So that, that again, tells me this is the rival. This is the rivalry. This is the good one here because they're all, like, what, quote-unquote Big East schools, uh, and this is a team from Omaha and a team from Milwaukee in the, quote, East. Uh, but, yeah, no, they oh, get...
1: Omaha o- 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 has, a, o- has a, not a short trip. But it is a fun town.
0: It is good. I like uh, Omaha. is a very nice place. It's real close to Lincoln. That that whole area is very nice. Uh, Those are two great cities. I've been each of them several times. Stayed both places. They are great. I I enjoy both of those cities. I also enjoy Milwaukee. I spent a lot of time there this week, in fact, and we'll get to that later. Um, The
1: the the river district in Omaha is um, pretty good because and the
0: best, I believe, the best zoo in America. They have a yes, fantastic zoo.
1: They do. That's on the uh, on the suburbs, but yeah. uh, also downtown Omaha is where they have the College World Series of baseball.
0: Correct. Um, yes. Marquette. Got, I mean, Creighton came out in this one basically and, and and jumped out early. They got ahead. They were up. I believe it was nineteen ten. So it was like a they doubled them up right away. Got out ahead of them, and then Marquette, you know, got mad. Basically, because you could see it, they did the Duke thing, you know, like they were slapping the floor on defense. Like I'm not joking about that. I'm not exaggerating. They literally the points is, is they were trying to catch back up to them, and they caught up quickly. They went on a quick, was it like an 8-0 run to tie this game, made it a game again, because it looked early like Creighton just was more energized, was was moving faster, was getting on the floor, making their shots, and then Marquette just settled in. Uh, got the crowd behind him and you know, watching Iguodaro ron you know just bend down slap the floor with both hands on defense just letting you know that they're gonna play one hundred percent that they've got more energy than you they can slap the floor and play you and they they did they they uh outplayed them badly from that point out they went seventy two to sixty eight um ten steals to five all right out rebounded uh them forty two to thirty two when Marquette wins rebounds, that's it. Because they're going to win steals uh, all the time. It's just They're going to do that. Their passing was better. They, they looked, you know, coming into this last couple of games, my concern was the number of times the ball got just thrown away. Uh, the mental unforced errors, uh, Marquette did not have those in this game. Not after the first five minutes of play. And then they really... Buckledown played a great game. They had good game from, from everybody on this team. The the um, Let's see, Kolik ends up leading them in scoring, actually, in this one. And, and he had to, a couple times, dribble in and make his shot. Uh, he gets 15 points. I mean, that's kind of where it is with this the scoring here, too, is he gets 15. You get 12 from Cam Jones. Joplin gets another 10. Uh, and, and Joplin, I'll say this, too. Joplin looked fantastic. His defense was very good in this game. Uh, had a couple big plays that really jumped momentum from offense to defense quickly. Uh, did really well there. Um, also get another 15 points uh, off the bench from Sean Jones. Not, not you know, the the giant defensive end, but uh, the sophomore out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and he put up uh, 15 points as well, so I guess he tied Kolek. But good game all around uh, again this is this is a little different than what we've talked about the last couple of years with this team. We're so used with with Marquette being able to go quickly and and do so by being able to rotate large numbers of players on they only went three deep on the bench in this game. I mean their starters put in the time and, and and kept up that defensive pressure for you know 40 full minutes uh, and and did so just uh, without that kind of rest that you would expect to see in, in some of these games from, from teams like this. So they only went three deep on the bench, end up getting 21 points off the bench from those three guys, um, compared to the seven points that Creighton got from the four guys they brought off the bench. So just that defensive pressure down the stretch, being able to come in there and, and get, get that. Even when they got down quickly, they have that great mental toughness, um, they were not still shooting particularly well in this game. Uh, let's say the, the shot percentages. Um, uh, Marquette shooting 36.8% to the 45.5% from Creighton. So this is where the steals, the, uh, the rebounds, absolutely set the tone on this game. Marquette getting the chance to get extra points, uh, extra possessions out of this game and that's that's what turned this around for him and that's that's great they're moving up to number 7 in the current um the current rankings uh both AP and coaches poll and you know just another another great game for Marquette uh being able to come out here and beat be Creighton like that and again just that should be one of the ones that's like the major rivalries because the best games I've seen from Marquette in the last several years have been uh Creighton and Seton Hall like, those have been some of the better games. And Seton Hall's next. They're going to go to play Seton Hall on the road on uh, January 6th and then uh, come back and play Butler and Villanova on the 10th and the 15th. But, again, you know, at this point, those should be games that they'll win. Uh, right now, Marquette is 2-1 and one in the Big East, which puts them tied for third with St. John's and UConn. And uh, Providence and Villanova both undefeated. Providence did beat Marquette, recall, uh, also beat Wisconsin, so uh, that's kind of what they're looking upwards at at this point. But I think they'll get a chance to kind of uh, get some some good good wins here coming up. They'll get a chance to play St. John's towards the end of the month, and uh, they won't get to play. I am just trying to find when they play Providence again. Not until February twenty eighth, so they got a good stretch of time here where they don't play them they will get UConn on the road on February 17th but those are the only ranked teams on their calendar for a while actually they're the only ones until March uh because they'll play UConn twice and Providence once more um so that'll be the the UConn one's going be big because that's gonna be two top 10 teams and we'll to see how they handle all of that but I feel good about this team being able to to fight through that uh, this is their 20th straight home win in the Big East, which is a, it says it's a Marquette record. They tie the record here. So that's that's good. Winning at home is the first step towards being a great team. you got to win all your home games. you got to win all your in-conference games. Those are the things that get you uh, high seeds. At this point, you know, you're looking at Marquette as like a top, you know, a, a one or two. At this point, a second seed somewhere in the bracket if we're, Talking that far out, um, but at the same point, I think the only team that they they should be really worried about at this point would be Purdue because Purdue has looked so great against them. Uh, uh, the Jayhawks went out and got you know Davison from Michigan, or whatever. But the, I don't think anybody's really afraid of him. He's not. He hasn't been that great, and uh, he's he's for a big, tall guy, he gets pushed around a lot. Um. So, I don't know. That's kind of the only thing in the long term that I think they want to try to avoid is being in that bracket. But I, I think you got to feel good about Marquette getting that win in that spot with the way the game started coming back. I know you want to talk about Shaka Smart's help defense because <laughs> that what's came up that? on Twitter. That came up on Twitter. Uh, Shaka Smart's help defense, quote unquote. Oh my God. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, what, what, what a great what's video.
1: He what's he doing, man? Like, he was on the court.
0: he did go on the court <laughs> he's he's
1: don't don't be that hateable coach like I, I get it like,
0: he's he's just too up. he is in it all the time, and I think he's just trying to demonstrate get your hands up, get your hands up and but but he did step out onto the court. I don't who, think who who's
1: our most who's our most uh uh winning coaches of all time John Wooden, sheefsky yeah um did do they ever jump on the court and uh try and put uh three point defense on somebody
0: i i think that that's no, first off no um you're you're right on yeah, that yeah, one correct yeah but i don't somewhere. think I, I quite honestly i i don't think the 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 player actually turned so as to get away from uh, he, Shaka. John,
1: he he shouldn't be on the court
0: no he shouldn't you're right Right. Um, That's a mistake. I don't think he'd actually impacted the game in any way, but I, he he's got to stay in the box. That's that's a hard and fast rule. You you well, got to know or, that. Or
1: just, or just don't put your arms up in the air and try and play defense.
0: I think he was trying to demonstrate what they needed to do, and yeah, he got on the court. You can't be getting on the court. I don't think it affected the game be, at all, he but you can't, can't do
1: can't it. Can't be doing. Can't be doing any of that. That's that's unprofessional. Like I understand. Okay. Like. Like Shashevsky definitely a, like, like, put his like hands when, out to like show him when what to do. I like was a kid in eighth grade playing basketball, and my coach was putting his arms out, like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do yeah. this. This is D1 men's basketball.
0: Okay, Shashevsky definitely did do that part, though. Like, hey, hands up, guys, hands up. Or stuff, you know, just putting his hands out definitely did that. Right. That's not the problem. The problem is that he did not, it while standing no, up and then no, walking no, onto the court.
1: Not even near the court. Shashevsky was probably like five feet back from the court when he was doing
0: that. He was probably in the ref's hip pocket when he did. No. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: mon- monetarily or, yeah, anyway. We'll just say,
0: uh, things were said. No, 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 oh. it was just,
1: it was just, it's like. Yeah, it's it like, was just come weird. On, come on, dude, like, God. I do and love way, his. And, the, and then he turned on the court, like, to bring him to the to, <laughs> Yeah, it was. This happened. This happened like two years weird. ago with another coach too, and it was like, "Come on, dude!" Like,
0: it was weird. It was weird looking. And he should, first off, he does know better, and I don't think we'll see no, it again. I'm I don't. Know. Knows and um, he,
1: and, he, and he was told after the game that he knows better.
0: Too. Yeah, I don't. Just he's is a good coach. It. I think he just he got excited in a big game in a big moment, and he walked himself on the court, and he didn't know where he was, and that was.
1: Well, that, that's a problematic point, too, is that, like, is he going to do that in a big game? Because that dude's not been in a big game in a long time. <laughs> and he is posed, he's poised, poised, poised to be in a big game down the long run with this Marquette team. Mm-hmm. Like, can you keep your S together if you get to the final, you know, final four again?
0: Well, if they just win the Big sweet, East tournament sweet, again. Sweet,
1: sweet 16, like, are you going to do that when the game's online or, I, don't or think so. I mean I mean I mean I don't know like yeah he's a grown man yeah.
0: <laughs> I just th- it was funny man. looking I don't think it affected the game but it was it was stiffy I did not but wrong. I mean
1: it, that's something that might affect something down the road like come on man get your I mean I I've, I've got I've got bipolar issues people listen to this <laughs> podcast you know I do And the people that listen to this podcast know that I have bipolar issues. But come on, man. Like, keep it together.
0: Here's what should have happened. If you're that Creighton player, you run right into him. And then act confused. I didn't know. he. Why was he on the floor? I didn't know what was going on. This man attacked me. (laughs) That's what you do, right? You should have gone right into him. Continue dribbling right into the, 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 the man in, in full on pants and the collared shirt who's on the floor and be like, and then act confused. You're like, what, what just happened? I was looking at the players and then this man attacked me and then you get shots or something. I don't know. There'll be a technical, right? Wouldn't that be a technical if he touched a player, right? You should have gone uh, and gotten it in his way.
1: Suspension. So, so in real world, uh, situations <laughs> when, uh, when we were playing fourth grade baseball, um, <laughs> we were leading Clayton uh, six to three in the bottom of the seventh inning, and um, we were going to win. And we had the Gatorade, we had the Gatorade ready to toss over our coach because okay. we're in fourth grade and that's what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, it was probably a bottle of Gatorade, whatever. No, it was no. a full full thing in Gatorade,
1: <laughs> right? Okay. And so, and so I was a bigger kid, and so I was probably about five seven, like. 120. I could carry a a big old jug Gatorade around. And so at the end of the game, we're up by by two runs in the bottom of the seventh. And ball hit the shortstop, got thrown to first base, over through the first baseman. Clayton scored three runs, and they won. And I still had this huge jug Gatorade in my arms. (laughs) And we had just lost. So I ran across the pitch <laughs> and I drenched the opposing coach with a whole bottle, or with a whole jug of Gatorade. Okay. And he didn't even know what to do. Got him good. Got him good. <laughs> well, well, we can break that down later on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, at one point in my uh, little league career, I did dunk the other coach with Gatorade
0: amazing i love that
1: and, and the other coach didn't even know what to do he got mad and they ended up being my fifth grade social studies teacher in the <laughs> long run so it's kind of odd and weird and my, my mom and dad didn't even know what to do like nobody knew what to do no. it was starting my very, life a, a very me <laughs> moment right there so <laughs> talking about weird things that players do when they do things what they do anyways nice
0: all right, I moving to the other put put put
1: a nice bow on that one.
0: <laughs> moving to the other major program in the state, uh, UW beats Iowa, which I'll tell you at the beginning of the season. Like if you're well in any season, if you tell me the Badgers can beat Iowa and Michigan State or Marquette, Iowa and Michigan State are ahead of Marquette for me. Uh, they're conference rivalries. Uh, usually a good game with with Iowa uh, Badgers in Iowa go into halftime tied at 32 and Wisconsin just walks away scoring 51 points in the second half of this game. Um, if you just did that in both halves, that would be a really great game. You could do that to anybody. That would be great. Uh, biggest difference is the the Badgers' ability to play in the paint and then get fouled. Uh, they shoot. Let's see. This is it's the classic like. Bo Ryan type of game here. The Badgers made 25 free throws. The other team shot 16. (laughs) You made more than the other team shot. Badgers shot their free throws at a higher percentage. When you make 25 to their made 11 and the difference in the free throw points is 14. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That was bigger than the difference in this game. Uh, they win by 11. So, uh, getting to the free throw line is the biggest part because, uh, well, and, and Wisconsin shot better from the field. Uh, they took 10 less shots, uh, but made 52% of them to 43% for Iowa. Uh, Iowa shot slightly better from a three-point line in terms of just how many they made here. But, I mean, just the biggest point was the getting to the foul line. Because rebounds are fairly even. Badgers had a few more. Uh, Badgers had... Uh, they win the Steals battle nine to five. Uh blocks are tied at three. A lot of things are even in this game, except and you know that that's the biggest thing. You get yourself to that free throw line, you find a way to play. This is that's kind of what Wisconsin did to Marquette. They got in, they made Marquette follow them, they got an aggressive team that plays tough defense, and they found a way to, to let them make mistakes themselves. And of course, if you don't make those mistakes, you're, you're just gonna give up. Easy in close points. Badgers have played really well down low uh, this year. They they didn't start off that way. They started off trying to to win with their guard play, and Store has been very good. But getting uh, Tyler Wall and getting uh, Stephen Crawl to to be involved in this game has been a key part of what they've done here. Crawl gets 14, Wall gets 19, Store gets 16, Klesmith with 15, and I think the best. Healthiest part of this offense is Chucky Hepburn gets four. Uh, but, you know, he gets three assists. He has um, two steals, plays good defense, uh, passes the ball well, plays within the system, and that's when he's really at his best. And sometimes sometimes he lights it up, but, I mean, he shoots two of five here. He didn't force anything. He only took one three-pointer. I mean, he did four fouls. But he's playing in the system and I think the system works really well with the sorts of guys they have and and getting people in positions to make easy buckets rather than trying to have guys force up shots they think will make them heroes and they've looked good here. So the Badgers getting another win against Iowa, you know, granted not the best Iowa team we've seen in a while. This Iowa team is, uh, three now in the big 10, the worst team in the big 10 currently, uh, Michigan State is 0-2, Rutgers 0-1, uh, but the Badgers uh, 2-0, tied for the lead with Indiana and Illinois, and uh, ranked 21 right now. So that's maybe not the the season I saw here, but that's, that's probably kind of what we'd hope for, is a team that's kind of in there and staying around the top 25 uh, and just kind of playing good inside-out basketball, and that's what they've looked like. So we'll see how this... This continues to play out. We've had lots of good games now from, from crawl and wall, which is great to have those two names sound so similar. Uh, But they've been playing really well down low and getting in there. Tyler wall for the last, like for the first three years he was at Wisconsin really was that guy who could get those things done. He was in control down in the paint. Um, He could move well to find his shot and played great defense. Last year, it felt like he kind of lost himself in that role. And it's good to kind of see him finding his way back to that spot uh, and, and being that sort of person with this team, being able to be the leading scorer when they need him to be, being able to be that good defensive uh, force they need him to be. And for this team to have the discipline to, to get to the line 35 times, right? Like that is going to be absolutely key this badgers team being successful this year and having a nice big 10 season you know finishing top five in the big 10 would be a phenomenal year um i don't know if there's a lot of teams really looking good you know michigan state looks down we've got indiana and illinois here uh in the t- current standings I'm trying to see who we got at the top illinois is ranked number nine and that's the the highest so i find that if ugh, Indiana's even ranked anywhere yet no so Wisconsin's the second highest ranked team in the Big Ten. It's just the two of them. It is not a good year for the Big Ten uh, in terms of basketball. But, you know, just then you need to take advantage of that. You know, go out and play these teams, get those wins, and see what you can do with this. Uh, so Wisconsin will play our one of our favorites. Nebraska ball is next on the 6th, and then... In Columbus to play the Buckeyes on the 10th and then Northwestern at home on the 13th. And Northwestern's actually been okay this year. They've been a pretty decent team. So that's not a walkover game anymore. Um, and we'll see how that goes here. Uh, Indiana is the next big one, I think. They'll have Indiana at home on the 19th. Uh, they won't play Purdue again until uh, February 4th. So that's. Both Marquette and Wisconsin have a chance to 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 stack up some wins here, get themselves their their confidence, get their feet underneath them, and maybe move up a little bit here in preparation for the bigger games. You know, you know, Purdue, Wisconsin's not beating Purdue, um, and then you know Marquette getting uh, UConn coming up down the road. There, those are the big guns next for these teams, uh, and they need to stay confident. They need to also make sure they don't play down to those opponents. Uh, and I think they got the the coaches who will at least keep them upbeat and interested in some of these games uh, in the meantime. So uh, any other thoughts on those two games, uh, Aaron? All right. Um, so then moving on, I just want to briefly touch on the, the horizon league just so everybody at least has some kind of update on what those things go on. We've actually had some, some nice little wins recently. Um, Milwaukee Panthers now seven and seven on the year, and two and one in the conference. UWGB, this is this is the best story uh, in this group here. They're actually three and one in the conference, and eight and seven overall, uh, getting some good wins recently, and only one game back of the Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons in the Horizon League, three and one to four and zero. Um, getting some nice ones recently. They've won three straight. They beat the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Uh, they beat Wright State and they beat Robert Morris just recently. They'll have Detroit Mercy and Oakland coming up uh, before they play UAPW and Cleveland State. Uh, but you know their their losses are Southern Illinois, uh, not sorry Western Illinois. They lost to Oklahoma on the road, eighty one to forty seven. But if anybody remembers from this podcast, that uh, UWGB team was just, uh, they, they were winless, I believe, in in Horizon just two years ago. And uh, they had Bo Ryan's kid coaching that team. Uh, nothing at all worked. Uh, so the, they've been getting a lot more going for them. Being able to find themselves anywhere in this competition is, is a big turnaround and, and great for this team. Um, so having both uh, Dub Mill and GB have winning records in the Horizon right now is is a nice little turnaround, and we can see them possibly having a, a nice little tournament there. Uh, I mean, the Horizon League tournament, because the only way either of those schools is getting into the, the actual Field of 64 is if they win the Horizon League tournament. Regular season won't mean anything. Uh, Milwaukee, obviously, kind of a step back from last year where they had the biggest team in the horizon league they had two seven footers um and then being able to you know just kind of hold their own now they still got um armstrong they got some they got some scoring on this team but uh you know it's it's not the same buildup it's not the same team The last year was really what they were building to and so now they're trying to adjust themselves and see where they they can fall after this but they're both hanging around in there the horizon league is a is an interesting strange league but um yeah we'll see how they go from here uh, anything else on basketball you wanted to cover aaron
1: no john i think you nailed all of
0: it all right all right then at this point what we're going to do is wrap up everything else that we have here and put it into a segment that we lovingly call our last call time to look around and get your bearings it's time for the last call all right, like we said, we're going to be bringing you some wrestling talk here. Wrestling, wrestling. You don't weigh in, you don't wrestle. Who, who got ringworm this week, boy? <laughs> not me, not me. Just, just COVID. Um, Wisconsin, since we last talked about Badger wrestling, had uh, they had a fun little stretch on December 9th, They actually went out and had back-to-back doubles or, or dual meets. You know, Drexel mm-hmm. and Ryder. Um so okay. here's the fun one so Ryder uh, Wisconsin ends up well, they were the same day it's so crazy that they put them both on well, that it's same just a, day just,
1: a wrong robin, just like dual meet yeah. yeah
0: so they beat Ryder yeah. 22 to 16 and they beat Drexel 26 to 11 um I'll try to see where we've got with the actual
1: which one was Ryder again
0: Ryder Flynn Ryder no um so Wisconsin in this one, Barnett gets a, a win early. uh gets for you. Yeah, yeah. I know. I feel good about that and got to feel feel excited and a little pumped about this. Uh, Mackenzie Bell for Ryder came out and got an 8-3 decision against Felix Latini uh, for Wisconsin. There's a lot of new names this year here, so it's been a little interesting. Um, Zargo who we've seen before, uh, he came out and got actually an upset. He's the 17th ranked uh, in his class at, at 149, and he beat the 12th ranked Quinn Kinner, uh, a 7-1 to one decision. So getting Zargo to get that win was a big one for the Badgers in this one and uh, it helped them turn that decision there for them. Um, they also had uh, a heavyweight uh, redshirt freshman, Gannon Rosenfield, uh, came in at heavyweight uh, and <coughs> he went up against the 30th ranked is David Shuba S-Z-U-B-A Shuba uh, and earned a 22-6 tech fall and uh, so that, that got the Badgers uh, well ahead and ended up getting them the victory there uh, they then beat Drexel like I mentioned as well Barnett uh, Rivera both get wins early uh, Zargo gets a major decision there against uh, Dominic Fendora, uh, and then Dean Hamidi, who you know has been highly ranked for the last couple of years here now, uh, got uh, a 15 to 4 major decision against Michael Wilson at 174. Those aren't giant wins; those are those are nice wins against decent teams, and you know they put them two on a day, so. Uh, they're just close enough that they were able to get those done. So it's it's just it's interesting to host two duels at the same time. Some of the guys did not wrestle in both, but some of them did. Uh, then the Badgers went to the Midlands, which is hosted by Northwestern, and this is like a thirty-team field. All right, some of them are big time, and this is also some of our D three schools were involved here. Um, hmm. And for D three wrestling, let's let's point out that we have some. Some uh, top tier teams here uh, in the tournament team rankings. UW lacrosse is ranked fourth nationally. UW Eau Claire tied for eighth nationally. Yeah.
1: Um, lacrosse is really good at wrestling, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where, That's where my buddy won his uh, national championship at. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eau Claire being very good this year as well is fantastic to see. Uh, Wisconsin came in to this and placed second in the meet. And why did I mention the D3 schools? Well, because several of the UW schools were also at this. Eau Claire placed 28th, uh, which I think if there was, I thought Whitewater was here as well. I'm not seeing them on the score sheet though. Um, no, maybe it was just Eau Claire. But Eau Claire was there. They finished ahead of Michigan, by the way, because uh, <laughs> right. Eau Claire finishes 28th, Michigan finishes 30th with 4.5 points. Uh, big finishers here at 125. Eric Barnett. Uh, goes six and one finishes third place. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, it's fantastic for him. Um, for ends up gets getting wins over the wrestlers from North Central, West Virginia, Cal Poly, Indiana, Northern Illinois, and Virginia Tech. Um, uh, Zan Fugit at thir- one thirty three goes three and two. Uh, Nicolata Rivera uh, was the ten seed ends up going one and two. At 133, because you can put in a couple of different people with this whole big championship thing. Uh, 141, uh, Felix Latini goes one and two. Uh, 149, Julian George, he goes one and two. So does Danny Sheen at 149, but uh, Joseph Zargo, yeah, he goes three and two. Gets four points for the team out of that one. He was the 12 seed coming in. So three different 149 wrestlers. Uh, they posted three wrestlers at 157. Uh, Luke Metchler uh, goes two and two. So does Gavin Modell, uh, who's been generally the guy we've seen in that position for them when they're in, in duels. And uh, Royce Nilo, he goes one and two. Uh, Dean Hamidi places first at 165. Uh, he ends up beating the guys from, uh, well, Let's see. He beats the the uh, Max Mayfield from Northwestern in the semifinal, uh, and also beats the uh, oh that's a name Bo Montanona from Michigan. Uh, also the wrestlers from Cleveland State and Rutgers uh, to go five and zero, in place first place, gets twenty eight points for the team.
1: Uh, Bo Montanona, the breakout wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers this
0: last week. <laughs> Uh, Badgers also have two different wrestlers at 174. Kale Anderson, who goes two and two, and then Max Malor. His
1: name Kale, by the way. Kale,
0: such a good name. Mm. C A L E.
1: It's, it's a good vegetable too.
0: Eat more. Right. Uh, Max Malor, uh, the a seed. He places fourth. Max Malor. I know. How great a name is that? Um, looking him up. He's a transfer. Uh, came in. He's a graduate student. Uh. Well, yeah, he previously went to Michigan, uh, comes in as wrestling 174 here. At 184... I'm glad he escaped. Yeah. At 184, Shane Legal, also a transfer, though this is a more fun one for me. Um, he's a transfer from Loris, which we know uh, is in Iowa. Uh, he is a D3 national champion who tra- and, I think, two-time All-American four-time Division 3 All-American, sorry. Uh, four-time national qualifier, 2021 national champion from Loras. Uh, and uh, he ends up taking first place here at 184. Uh, are
1: going to the UW Law School?
0: Well, I don't know. He used the guys from Penn. With, with and...
1: last... Come on with that last name. Man. Yeah,
0: Iotta, right? Shane uh, Legal, L-I-E-G-E-L. Or maybe it's Ligel. I guess I'm getting it right. Penn State, Princeton, West Virginia, Arizona State, Edwardsville and Harvard. He roped down, uh, you know, all of the uh, Ivy League plus a West Virginia school. Uh, Michael Talshahar at 197 ended up going 0 2, as did the two heavyweights, Peter Christensen and Gannon Rosenfeld. Uh, but yeah. Badgers placed second right behind Penn. Um, the total points. Uh, Penn had 127.5, Wisconsin 104.5, West Virginia 100.5, Michigan State 84.5, Northwestern actually way down in eighth place at 65.5. They've had some decent uh, wrestling teams over the last couple of years, so I was a little surprised to see them fall as far as that. Um,
1: well, the, the smart kids got to get their aggression out somewhere. So. Yeah,
0: Wisconsin currently not ranked, which is a Big step down for the last couple of years. They had a couple bad, you know, big big losses in recruiting. Uh, still having Dean Hamidi, still having Eric Barnett, at least for another year. Um, getting uh, Joseph Zargo out there. Some of these guys in a couple of these transfers is nice. But Wisconsin now just still sitting in that others receiving votes in terms of wrestling. Again, Penn State receives every single first place vote at this point. So that's just that's just how it goes for wrestling. <laughs> Uh, They're very, very good this year. They're 2 0 uh, right now, remain the top seeded team. So that's what we have for wrestling. Like I said, in terms of other um, top 25s, we mentioned lacrosse and uh, Eau Claire currently ranked inside that top 10 uh, each. So a lot of good things going on there in terms of wrestling for the state of Wisconsin here. Uh, other than that, we did have some hockey this week. Uh, the uh, The women's team did not play for UW, but the men's team hosted the, uh, this is, I think it's the third now annual quick trip holiday face-off. Uh, and I attended with my two boys. We had a boys, not a boys weekend, I guess, just a boys trip to go watch hockey. It was at Fiserv, which was a nice forum. Um, for hockey. It's the five. Yeah. I didn't intend it to fall that way, but yeah. Um, it was fun. It's, it was a great time. Uh, it was nice to have that many people. Uh, it was UMD and Air Force and, uh, Northeastern UMD and Northeastern played first and, uh, Northeastern won in overtime, three on three hockey, uh, goal score got a, uh, it was his hat trick that put him in. So it was a 4-3 to three win there. So Northeastern played Wisconsin, who shut out Air Force 3-0. Um, Air Force came in, uh, I'll tell you this, they are not overly talented. They had problems passing and stick handling, but they are fast, and they went hard all the time, and they were constant 4-check. Uh, but UMD beat them then 4-1 to one, uh, after going down one nothing to finish 3rd. Uh, Wisconsin took out Northeastern three to nothing. Northeastern was receiving votes uh, before this, but I don't. I don't. Well, I can double check it right now. I know Wisconsin then jumps up over this weekend to number five. It's sixteen and four now. Wisconsin moves from six to five. They are receiving that one single person who believes they should be in first place. Uh, they're right behind uh, North Dakota, Quinnipiac, B U N B C. I'm uh, just double checking if Northeastern still rece- receiving votes uh, doesn't look like they are anymore, but um, Northeastern played well, but they got really chippy really early. And they had the first time I've ever seen this. Um, they got a 10 minute game misconduct for, was it ref interference? They started trying to fight somebody after a face-off and eventually ended up pushing around a ref, I guess. It, like, <laughs> so... 10-minute game misconduct. It wasn't 10 minutes of power play. They still played five-on-five, five, but he was just gone. <laughs> I've never seen anybody feel mad enough to start trying to get in the way or say something crazy to a ref, but that was that was something else. Uh, we should get more games now that we're coming back out of the, the winter break for schools, so we'll be looking forward to more hockey, and uh, you know, we won't have Badger football to talk about anymore for a while, so... Uh, we'll have a little bit more Badger talk here as we go. Uh, badger men and women, both top five at this point. So yeah.
1: <laughs> no badger talk. What happened?
0: Oh, season ended. Oh. I know it's sad, right? All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We appreciate having you with us uh, every week, and we're trying to you know make sure we get out. Uh, something about everything because we like to covering all these sports and some people can't see all of these things and can't see how it's going. Just checking final scores in places. Um, so it's good to, you know, to make sure that we get you everything we can when we have these opportunities. We hope everybody has a wonderful new year and everybody had a, a safe and happy holiday season. We'll be back next week with more to talk about. And we'll see by then if the, if we got Packers playoffs or what else we've got going on, uh, either way we'll be here and we'll be talking about it um, thank you for joining us from around wisconsin and across the united states and around the world remember to follow us on all the different social medias we have and remember whether you are on the town or on the go it is always on wisconsin this has been the scotty johnny podcast remember to find the boys on twitter at scotty johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. thanks for listening and on wisconsin